Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. By the way, it's Friday, isn't it? It is. It is Friday. Happy Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Do you find that the week goes by incredibly fast because of all this news that we have? There's so much going on. It, It just flies by. Yeah, it does fly by, and you know, but uh, you know, I once asked you why do we do this show? Because mm-hmm. the we money. Put it, yeah, that's <laughs> it. It's it's the money. But you know, we worked all our lives. We still have a lot of life ahead of us. But you know, isn't that the golden rule? You know that you you work hard, you mm-hmm. you set yourself up, and then you enjoy right this chapter of your life. But here we are. I uh, feel like no, I have an obligation almost to uh, use the tools that God gave me to at least try to get the truthful news out to the people and also our opinion of it too. Mm. Uh, I think well, that that's really uh, what it is. It's much news of the, and opinion. And much of the news bill isn't very truthful nowadays. Uh, it, it is amazing. I, I have a story here. Uh, don't go away. Let me, uh, let me go to my little magic machine. Well, what the okay? Uh, I, I was reading about the Hunter Biden case, yeah. And, and since the Hunter Biden case was acknowledged by the New York Times, there have only been two hundred ninety-eight seconds. That's not minutes. The seconds, two hundred and ninety-eight seconds of network airtime dedicated to the story. Now, the that's story, less than five minutes. The New York Times uh, acknowledged the Hunter Biden laptop story as being real on March 16th. So, since March 16th to today, five minutes, 298 seconds. Yep. That's isn't that amazing? Think mm-hmm. about it. One of the most important stories, probably, of, uh, of our lifetime because it affects the presidency of the United States. And it affects our lives and the lives of every American in some way. Because if we've been compromised because of Hunter Biden, then our whole country is in jeopardy. Well, there's a lot of things going on. But, you know, now if you are conservative, you're attacked. If you have an opinion, you're attacked. Yep. Pretty soon you're going to be attacked for how you voted because they have the records because it doesn't matter. Uh, the, you know, as far as the left is concerned, they could really care less if a Democrat or a Republican voted because then they could just put their rubber stamp on who they want in Yep, and that's it. They want the one party system. And I don't say this haphazardly. I'm trying not to sneeze. Oh, I wish you wouldn't. No, I don't want to. Yes. You should see what he's doing. All the contortions that he's going through right now. To keep well, I was contorting, but I sneezed off mic, so there you go. <laughs> Nobody heard it, but, uh, oh, you know, but, the walls. But, but while it was sneaking up on him, he was going through gyrations and contortions oh, you know, like you wouldn't yeah. believe. It's like you got a tickle bug in your nose. You know, <laughs> no, come on, get out of there. No, 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 no. no here it comes. But, I know. Uh, anyway, I, now I lost my train of thought. Well, just, there'll be another just, train coming along soon. It went right out of town. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, it's gone. It's you, out you, of you, here. You were talking about uh, we were talking about conservatives and and how it's almost 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 illegal to be a conservative nowadays. Well, it, it kind of is because they're doing that now. They're cracking down. Even Ron DeSantis, who wanted to go and campaign and help out Mastrano, because. Polls are saying that uh, Mastrano is not doing well against Shapiro, well, that's which a, I find interesting. Here's the thing. I was watching Tucker last night, and he always does a very interesting open. And 
he was pointing out the fact that you would think that with all the turmoil and all of the problems we're going through as a country since Biden's been in office, that it would be a cakewalk for the Republicans. You would think that in the midterms, they would be, they would be a shoe in, right? But that's right. not, apparently that's not the case. The polls are showing that many races that should be, uh, a slam dunk for the Republicans aren't a slam dunk. As a matter of fact, some of them show the Democrats being ahead in the polls. Now, this leads me to one question. Do you believe polls anymore? No, I don't believe the polls, but I don't believe the election results either because they, look, when I sit there and I talk to, you know, let's just say a half dozen friends and five of them are all conservative and they're not all Republicans. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a poll. And that tells me that 90% of the people are fed up. Right. When I go to vote, like I did the last several times and I'm standing in line in a democratic state and everyone's going, this crap has got to stop. And they're all going in, pulling that lever, you know, for a conservative candidate. That's what they're saying. And I'm the, maybe the lone Republican and a bunch of Democrats, did they all get together and say, hey, Bill's there, let's just make him feel good? Or, <laughs> or are they telling the truth? I think they're telling the truth. That tells me that people are fed up. But that also tells me, which is something, if you are serious, even if you are a left-leaning Democrat, if you've got corruption in your party but it helps your cause, you know what I just said is true. When Trump was elected in 2016... Um, I guess it's 2015. Was it 2015? And he was sworn. No, he was elected in 2016, 2016. and he was sworn in in 2017. Right. Um, the polls were wrong. They were they were terribly wrong. My question is: Do you think that they use polls to suppress the vote, to depress, not just suppress, but depress the opposition party? Uh, voters. I think they do. Well, let me ask you this question. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, the media. Is there any right media out there? Is the mainstream media left in an arm of the government? Even the media that we thought was on our side, like Fox, isn't as reliable as we thought they would be. Right. When news becomes, um, we are an opinion show. And we are very forthright about that. Right. It says so on our little logo that right. we're news commentary and opinion, which means that we comment on the news. We have an opinion on it. You know what we are. We are not a wolf in sheep's clothing. Right. We are right there in front of your yes. face saying, hey, we're conservative. I was talking to an insurance lady the other day from out in California, and uh, she goes, oh, I found you on, on Facebook. I said, hey, great. I said, now you're going to see the podcast. They're listed. And I said, I'm just going to warn you right up front. You know, I said, you're a nice person. I'm a nice person. You listen to that podcast. If you lean left, you're probably going to get pissed off. <laughs> you know, if you, think? you lean, yeah. If yeah. you lean right, you're going to go, yeah, but you got to understand. I just have my opinion and I'm using my rights as an American citizen to express my views. It's an open forum. She goes, oh, yeah, that's right. Of course, this used to be something which was a given, mm -hmm. that, that everybody had a right to their opinion. It used to be that 
um, I had many friends who were liberals and they knew I was a conservative and uh, we could have, we could have dinner together. We could talk about politics and debate back and forth. And it was accepted as being normal. Now they have pitted us against each other and we're not just, we're not friends anymore. We're enemies. We're the enemy. Well, they made us the enemy because they took hold of issues that should not be politicized. You know, you should not politicize somebody's faith. Uh, I even think the abortion issue is not really something that should be in the courts or controlled by uh, the government. You know, do I believe in it or uh, not? I'm pro-life. With that said, you know, you politicize the issue. You politicize race. Am I a racist? No. I love you no matter what your color or your gender. I really don't care. And you know what? If you're if you're somebody that, as an adult, you said, uh, man, I feel like a woman today, that's your prerogative. I don't fall on the same page, but you're cool in my book. We work in broadcasting, or we worked in broadcasting. I worked with all types of people in broadcasting. Mm-hmm. All kind of sexuality. They they had their own, and this is long before it was accepted. Okay, for some reason in broadcasting, uh, it, it is more welcoming, more accepting to have uh, people from different uh, backgrounds. And I never had a problem. You never had a problem because that wasn't that wasn't the focus of the con- the relationships you had. The focus no. of your relationship was radio was your business, was what's going on in the industry. Uh, It was the work you were doing. But unfortunately, the government got involved. Well, we got to hire a white guy. Well, we got to hire a black person. No, we need need some indigenous Americans. Well, we need somebody that is a woman that's handicapped, that's of race, and a Vietnam vet. Yeah, they started putting all these different quotas on things, and I'm going like, what happened to just raw experience. A major general in the Air Force issued a memo. I guess it was yesterday. And he, did you read about this? Where he was talking about how we need more people of color as pilots. Well, they're doing that in the UK. Oh, in the the UK, it's not not a memo. It's not a suggestion. In the UK, it's a dictate. Exactly right. If you are a white guy and want to be a pilot in the RAF, uh, it's not going to be all that easy. Because they, they're looking for minorities. I don't know about you, but I want anybody who's a good pilot to be in the airplane, period. It doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, I don't care what your orientation or your skin color is. You know, if yeah. I have if I'm the head of the armed forces, you know what? Apply and go ahead and go through it because you're gonna win by your skills and your determination to be all you can be. And that's all I could ask. That major general, his one real duty should have been to find the best pilots. Exactly. To to take care of his expensive airplanes. Well, you know, somewhere along the line, uh, we have been maligned. And the worst thing that you can be in the world is a male, white, and if you're old, er. Oh, forget it. Yeah. You you may as well put a fork, fork in it. You're done. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, get a shovel. Yep. Go out in your own backyard, dig a hole, jump in, and let them kick the dirt in on top of you. And don't say anything about it. Go, thank you. Can you have another? Can I have another kick? The craziness in this world right now is mind-boggling. I was talking about before we started recording the show about how things seem so, so much more stable and normal back in the late 20th century. Right now, it's just gone completely off the track. And again, like I said in yesterday's show, you couldn't talk about hiring people specifically because of their race years ago because that would be considered racist. I couldn't say I'm going to hire uh, just a white guy to be a pilot or a black guy to be a pilot or an Asian to be a pilot. I had to say I have to hire a pilot. That's That was accepted back then. Now they're saying openly, no, we don't want white guys. We want minorities. That is racism. Yeah, in its purest form. Yep. Soros-backed Massachusetts U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins issued an official statement on Wednesday threatening Americans who are against the genital mutilation of children. R Rollins supports the transitioning of children at Boston Children's Hospital, uh, and she calls opposition to that, that process uh, a hate crime, meaning if you are somebody who, let's say you do a talk show in Boston, and you say that uh, gender reassignment for children is wrong because, you know, it's permanent and they're little people, and they really don't know what they're doing when they're six and seven years old, and they may have a different feeling about the whole thing when they're 18. Well, yeah, and I was just going to say, when they're 18, 18 years from now, and I'm still going to be around, and these some of these people are going to go, wait, you, mom and dad did what? Yes. And yeah. they're, you know, uh, what was it? Well, you know, there'll dad? be lawsuits. I'm serious. They they don't realize this. Right now, It's um, the left is saying, oh, I think it's great. Some of those kids are going to grow up and say, wait a second, you, you did what to me? You're changing a baby who can't speak. Do Does the doctor speak baby language? No, Gaga, no. Google, all that. <laughs> that was saying, I yes. want to be transgender. Well, you know what no. they're saying now? They're saying that some of these babies know, some of these babies know as soon as they're as they can sense the world around them that they're not male. I think back, and I've got to tell you, folks, when I was, my earliest memories were, boy, that diaper is wet. That's about it. <laughs> that that yeah, is about you know. it. You know, boy, I wish mom would change that diaper. I'd, I'm uncomfortable. And boy, I could use some food. That's about it. I wasn't thinking hey, about, look. I didn't know what sexuality was. You didn't even know what you had there. I mean, come on, you know, and even when you did realize what you had, okay, so, so what? Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. Well, actually, at that age, you think everybody has the same thing you have. Then you're, yeah. su you're surprised when you're like 10 or 11 that somebody's missing something. Yeah, and then you go, wow. That's interesting. Where'd you get yeah. that? <laughs> um, so anyway, getting back to what's happening in November, Bill. Do you think that there's going to be, I think the cheat is already beginning right now. I think they're already starting the process. People may say, you can't talk about election uh, manipulation. You can't talk about election fraud. But I'm sorry, if it's a real thing, you have to talk about it. Yes, you do. But, I, and I do think it's in, and I do think, you know, Liz Janey, 
who went down in flames. They're saying, oh, this was the silver lining. Look at all the money she has raised, and she's going to run in 2024. Well, you know what she did as soon as she lost? What? All that money she had in her kitty in the election fund, mm-hmm. she transferred it. She started a PAC, political action uh, committee. Oh, of course. And so she moved all that money into a PAC so she could use it in other in other ways because obviously she doesn't need it for an election anytime soon. Uh, she's and already, she can pay herself. She's burned that bridge. Yeah, well, but but the money is hers to do with as she pleases. Right. And, you know, that's another thing. If people donate money to a candidate and the candidate doesn't lose and or loses and they they should take that money and donate it to another like politician because I don't even like the RNC to have it. I don't want the DNC to have it because they're going to put in their, their the anointed ones which is what they want to do anyway. They're a business. They're another, not a party. Another problem that the Republicans have is their leadership. Senate mm-hmm. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell expressed doubt that the majority in the upper chamber is, is going to change, meaning he doubted that the Republicans were going to take the Senate. Uh, he cited candidate quality as a reason the GOP could struggle uh, in its uh, effort to take over the Senate. Well, Candidate here's the reason why. Quality. This guy, this is, this is such a weakling. I also think, by the way, that there's some benefit for him to be the leader of the minority as opposed to the majority. Maybe he figures that if they take over the Senate, he's going to lose his position as majority leader, and he figures that if they don't, he has a better chance of staying on top of the uh, power Mm-hmm. The power heap, you know? Well, you got to realize what we've got in Washington. If you sit there and say, man, we got so many laws and rules. It's not as bad with the Republicans yet because pretty much, well, not pretty much. When you look at the Democratic Party, you look at the Bidens, you look at uh, you look at Obama, you look at Michelle Obama, you look at Hillary, you look at Bill You look at all of these people that they're running through and all these people that are going through Congress and the Senate, Mm -hmm. they're attorneys. They're of the same cut. They pretty much went to the same school. They're in the same pack. They ran together and they create laws. And and it's, it's, you know, the rule of law, it's the laws that we make and the words that we say. And if we don't like what you say, we write a law to protect you or protect us from what you have to say. And what's interesting, the guys on the right. Mm Mm-hmm. The presidents who from the Republican Party mostly were businessmen. Mostly yeah. were businessmen. Difference there, isn't there? Yeah, it, it really is. Um, you sent me a piece of audio, and I, I listened to it, and I realized I, I heard her do this live last Thursday. Tulsi Gabbard was on Tucker's show. And she's a Democrat. Yes, she is. But she's a smart lady, and I don't think she's... I don't think they're looking to her to be the next leader of the Democratic Party because she thinks too normally. Is that? Well, she is. She is a citizen of the United States, and yeah, she might be in the Democratic Party, but you know the the defining thing is she's a constitutionalist. Yeah, she believes in the American dream and the American value system, which the Democratic Party has abandoned. And the Republican Party is throwing on the curb, too. 
And she's not crazy about uh, the current administration by any stretch of the imagination. No. I'm going to let the the audio run by It's Lonesome here because it speaks for itself. Listen. Europe is in a massive energy crisis right now with the price of electricity in France just hitting record highs. Their government is ordering businesses to cut back on the use of illuminated signs and advertising. In Berlin, Germany, they're turning off non-essential traffic lights at night. Millions could be without heat this winter. In Spain, it's now illegal in some places to put your AC below 80 degrees Fahrenheit. The UK is bracing for wide-scale blackouts this winter. Why is all this happening? Because of Joe Biden's sanctions that are nothing short of a modern-day siege. Now, this comes at a great cost, but Joe Biden told us, hey, this is necessary to defend Ukraine. Defending freedom will have cost for us as well and here at home. We need to be honest about that. But as we will do, but as we do this, I'm going to take robust action to make sure the pain of our sanctions is targeted at a Russian economy, not ours. Now, there are costs for us. But it's not Joe Biden paying the price. Vladimir Putin is not either. Russia's energy revenue is higher now than before the war in Ukraine began. This is a supply problem that Joe Biden created, one that Russia is now profiting from. There is no cost, no amount of death, destruction, and suffering that'll get in the way of permanent Washington fulfilling their agenda. Now remember former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright, and she said that half a million dead Iraqi children were worth the Clinton administration's sanctions. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children than died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. It is a moral question, but the moral question is even a larger one. Don't we owe to the American people and to the American military and to the other countries in the region that this man not be a threat? Now, despite their lectures and their crocodile tears, it's never been about morality. It's not about the people of Ukraine or protecting democracy. This is about regime change in Russia and exploiting this war to strengthen NATO and feed the military-industrial complex. Now, to Joe Biden, it's even about bringing about, quote, a new world order. We've got to lead it, he says. And he's trying to do just that, even if it means bringing us to the brink of nuclear catastrophe. Now, Lieutenant Colonel Daniel Davis is a combat veteran and author, and he joins us now. Uh, Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Tulsi. Talk to me about sanctions. You know, this is a word that politicians often throw out. It's their knee-jerk reaction to anything. We got to go punish them with sanctions. But who actually pays the price? Yeah, you know, we are absolutely addicted to sanctions. I mean, anyone talks about anything internationally, sanctions is the first thing that comes up before they even think about the ramifications or even the possibility that it could accomplish anything. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that we make is that we don't understand that whether that tool can accomplish something or is it just something we throw out there. Now, in this particular case, I think it's really important to point out that if the president was asking us to potentially sacrifice something that could actually make a difference, that could potentially 
potentially turn the tide of the war, that might be one thing. Potentially, the, the cost will be worth it. But Tulsi, there is no chance, no military path that Ukraine can win this war. There simply isn't. We have to be honest about that. And so that if you keep these sanctions on there and they hurt us more than they hurt Putin, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head there because the, the sanctions that have limited how much oil they have sold the Russians and it has accelerated the amount of money that they've made. So it's not working on them. But as you pointed out there, all those problems about Europe, it's about to hit even worse and it could come back on our country as well. And this winter could be a very decisive case in this whole war if the Western uh, people across the, the Western world turn against us because they're saying, hey, we don't recognize an actual threat of any kind of invasion from Russia, but we sure do recognize the cost that we're paying. You're exactly right, Danny, and, and it's not a question of if that'll happen. It's something that we are already seeing happening where different countries in the world, different people are experiencing the effects of this administration's policies and sanctions and are turning towards us in a more antagonistic fashion uh, than they would otherwise. Thank you so much, Danny. I appreciate your expertise always. Uh, it's great to have you here on the show. Thanks for having me, Tulsi. What a lot of people don't understand or don't realize is that Tulsi, I believe, is also an officer in the Army Reserve. And yeah, uh, I think is. she's like a lieutenant colonel or something pretty mm -hmm. high. And so she's she's a well-respected lady uh, in her own right uh, in other areas other than politics. She did a nice job, by the way, filling in for Tucker. She was very good. And like you said, she's not uh, your typical 21st century Democrat. She's a constitutionalist. She's a... Uh, She's a smart lady. I thought the most interesting part of that whole piece, that whole five-minute piece, was Madeleine Albright. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that, but that is something which should have jumped out at everybody when she said it, and I don't think it did. I think it just, I think the media just let it flop away, you know? Uh, well, she, it was the way Madeleine said it, too. Yeah, she it was like those, it. Half a, those half a million kids, well, I think it, their it's death acceptable. is, it's worth it. It's, it's Yeah. yeah. Half a million kids. Holy smokes. 500,000 kids. Yeah, so what? Yeah. Could uh, be your kid. So and, what? And and she was saluted. And when she passed, they had the the big funeral. And she was praised for all, all that she did. You don't really know who your leaders are, do you? You really don't know who these people are. We vote for these people with... Uh, your fing our finger to the air, hoping that the breeze is going in our direction, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah. when all is said and done, we don't know who they are. Well, all you have to do, instead of putting your finger in the air, is take a whiff. I know exactly who they well, are. Well, the thing that uh, I do know is that the guy who they're trying to, to uh, crucify right now, Donald Trump, didn't need the damn job. I mean, the guy's no, the, the guy was worth ten billion dollars, and thank God he is. Because can you imagine what his legal fees look like? I mean, well, I, I think that's one of the things. But see, it's not going to go away if he goes. Forget it, Uncle. I'm not going to run. I'm not going to do anything. No, this is a vendetta. It was a vendetta when he took Hillary down because she felt she was promised she would be the president in 2017 and she didn't get that donald took it away and she paid her dues as far as she was concerned and so now and if you don't think it is a vendetta you start researching hillary and every little dirty deed that she's been involved with 
And that goes back, you know, all the way back to her beginnings. She's an evil woman. We all remember uh, the the part Mark Zuckerberg played in the uh, last election. Oh, yeah. He put in, they said, was it $400,000 of his own cash into the election? And that's way above, way above what uh, you and I could put into a contribution for an election. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, the limit is like twenty nine hundred bucks. It's it's not anywhere near four hundred thousand. But you know, when you have that kind of money behind you, you can manipulate and uh, finagle all of those laws. You know, and, and and when you throw in that kind of money around, who's going to go after you? BC, you know, they want a piece too. Well, it's the party, uh, the, the party that seems to be calling all the shots. They are the ones in power. If you are running in their party and uh, your funds have nefarious uh, origins, they look the other way. Well, Republican, conservative, oh, trust me. Word on the street is that uh, Zuckerberg is uh, teeing up again to participate in the midterms, to influence the midterms. I think the money's already floating. I think it is, too. He's already doing his, his level best to uh, tilt the uh, the board in the Democrats' favor. And it's not going to be a fair election. We've talked about this before. I think that legally we will win. I think the Republicans will win legally. I don't think it's going to be a fair election. Well, okay, let's, let's go down that path. You feel we're going to win. I feel we should win. Mm-hmm. I think the average, anybody listening right now, unless you're a Democrat that's really woke, uh, you would say, yeah, you know what? The cards are in your favor. You're going to win. We're going to win. But if we don't, mm-hmm. and we know it was stolen now, they'll say, no, 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 no. Here you are. You, you Trumpers always think that that's when you exactly what will happen. They'll- but, but you know, even if you sit there and do, oh, you right wing Trumper, blah, 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 blah. the law of averages are not in your favor. You know, just let's look at it this way. Not everything. You know, you don't wake up in the morning and everything comes up Democrat, except in a Democrat world. Right. And in other words, you have control. And that's what I'm wondering. What are people going to do about it? Now, I'm not encouraging or inciting anything. I would be told right now I'm insightful, but I'm not. But I'm saying if you fail a test in school and it's or you fail a test for something you want, a license, well, you I've heard I've heard listeners to talk shows. I've heard I've heard left-leaning listeners to conservative talk shows call the talk show and say essentially, "Yeah, maybe there was election fraud, but what are you going to do about it?" I've heard those words well, on like the talk I said, shows. Yeah, if if you're taking a test and it's important to you and you fail it, you go back, study, and then do it again. You're going to sit there and keep going. But now, if you think that, wait a minute, I know my answers are right. Hey, teach. Let me see how you graded this thing. Mm-hmm. Let me see that. Oh, you're using the chart to an old test, you stupid. <laughs> Do you remember them calling numbers before they were even counted? You know, or yeah. and they had more votes than were cast? Think about well, what uh, happened in Phoenix a, a couple of weeks ago. Carrie Lake she won in all of the 15 counties in Arizona. And yet, uh, they didn't call it for her for like two or three days. 
because Maricopa County was doing their level best to take it away from her, but there were so many votes cast, they just couldn't do it. And they, they still have votes coming in. Where in the hell, did, you know, what, you send them on it. Did you tape it to the back of a turtle? There you go, boy. Get that vote We've in We've said there. this before. In France, they do paper ballots. It's a whole country, and they get a result in one night. One night. And they look at well, what's happening over here, and they laugh. They laugh. Yeah. And they, they know what's going on. They want their statue back. They want their statue back, by the way. They that want liberty back. And it's, yeah. And it's not because of the Republican Party. It is because of all the deceit, the lies, the cheats that are going on. And that would be the party that's in power right now. You know, you got federal judges now because of what's going on. And this is Democratic judges mm -hmm. and Biden people. And it's giving Biden a problem. These lower court and upper court judges that they can pick and choose when they retire. Well, I'm going to retire. No, I'm rescinding. I'm taking back my retirement until you appoint this person under me as the person that replaces me. A judge does not get to dictate but they're who doing replaces it. them. But they're but doing they it. But they are doing it. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. You know? What's interesting is if you think back a couple of weeks, just a couple of weeks when we were talking about the elections in November, we were pretty confident that everything was going in – in the favor of liberty and the cons uh, conservative values and all of the things we stand for, it looked like it was going to be a slam dunk for the side of, as we would say, right, the right side, right? And in two weeks, it starts to flip-flop already. In two weeks, we start hearing, well, you know, the polls are showing that uh, things aren't going that well for the Republicans in a time when you would think that everything would be going well. Hey, I got to ask you a question. Speaking of polls, thinking about this now, I remember as a kid, you know, when the phone would ring and it was Nielsen calling up to ask you what shows you watched on TV. Right. And we got calls all the time about opinions and whatnot like that. Has anybody here, and I would think in the crowd that we have, but if if you did, send me send me an email at mailitsanotherday.com saying, yeah, I, I took one of those polls those survey polls for the election or this or that, I will guarantee that none of you, I haven't, have you? You no, haven't gotten a call? I have, you haven't, I haven't gotten, gotten a, a call. The, the only polls that I get are for fundraisers. Right. Those are not polls because they're going to take those numbers. It's just to goat you along to donate money to a political party. It may right. have a candidate's name on it, but the party gets the money and they choose where the money goes. These polls... What I'm saying, in a nutshell, are BS. You know, you look at the people who the other side are putting up for these different uh, government positions. In Pennsylvania, for example, we have a guy named Fetterman who is running on the Democratic side for the Senate. And the guy is, he claims to be a man of the people. He dresses, he, doesn't, he hasn't seen a tie probably since third grade. He dresses in workman's clothes, and he looks like a guy who you'd think would spend a lot of time in one of your local steel mills, or at least one of the local pubs near the steel mill, right? He's a drinker, a biker, or a goatee Not, Yoda. no. In, in reality, no, no, no. In reality, a, he is the son of a well-to-do family mm -hmm. who has been entitled. He has gone to good schools. I think he got his graduate degree at Harvard. 
Yes. But, but he won't he won't tell you that on the street. He didn't have a job till he was in his forties that paid him any money. Exactly. And, he and, got an allowance. Yeah, he got an allowance from his his uh, parents. And I'm not talking about uh, five bucks a week. This guy got a paycheck every week from his parents. Uh, I think one year he got $54,000 as, as a salary from his parents. Then he got a job as the mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania. Now, if In you've 2005, never, now. And that, by the way, pays $150 a week. So you're not going out and buying a new Lexus on that kind of money. No. And you know what? I worked in Pittsburgh. I programmed a station. Ironically, the you know when you have sure, a, right? a radio station, the the tower has to be in a certain plot of ground sure. because the signal can't interfere with another signal. And we had a big fifty thousand watt FM signal out there. Was it in Braddock? Yours was it was in Braddock. Yeah. And I remember because remember the, we had to keep the public inspection file sure. at the library in ba Braddock. Nobody wanted to go to Braddock. <laughs> so <laughs> Without it was body armor. I was the operations manager yes. and all of that stuff. And yes. So I had to go there to inspect the files. Let me tell you something about Braddock. If you ever saw pictures of bombed out Beirut, that is Braddock. The people are so downtrodden there. You could drive your Lexus or your Mercedes there, park it, leave the keys in it, the windows down, and they wouldn't do anything. They were so beaten down. So bad it is. So he what did he do? For, what did he do for the city? Well, the the pictures that I I actually looked last night. Said, oh well, let's see what kind of improvements he's done because he's had seventeen years to maybe get some federal aid in there, get it cleaned up, get some new business back in there, and rejuvenate it. It's the perfect town for it. Not a damn thing. Fetterman, you haven't done anything. Now, his opponent is Dr. Oz, and the left is saying, well, he, he doesn't even live in, in Pennsylvania. He, he's he, from New Jersey. Well, he's got 10 homes. He I had don't to, care. Yeah, he had to buy a house in Pennsylvania so he could claim residency. You know, the guy is intelligent. He's proven his, his intelligence. He's one of the best cardiologists in the world. He, never mind the television success he's had. He had a, a, a major a top 10 TV show for yeah. for at least 10 years. The guy had Over. success. Yeah, the guy had major success. He's articulate. He's smart. Uh, and he wants to do good for our country. Well, and, you know, he was made famous by Oprah, who's very left. Yep. And, you know... For him to do what he's doing now, he's got money, so he's not worried about that. But any, you know, Dr. Oz being on TV anymore, not going to happen. Just not going to happen because he basically walked away from that by saying, you know what, I'm going to get involved in politics because, yeah, I've got things. Yeah. But, and I'm, you know, I work for him and you deserve that right too. And you do deserve that right. It's not going to be given to you unless. You know, you're, and even if you're a Democrat, it's really not going to be given to you. That is a club. So they just the want choice, you to think you can. The choice bill is Dr. Ars, a cardiologist, a television personality, a successful TV personality. You know, he has a star uh, in the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll take it out sometime soon because he's probably next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, and you have him running against. A guy named uh, Fetterman who, if I were doing central casting for a biker movie, maybe, you know, I'd hire him. 
But I wouldn't. Uh, he's a fake. I mean, he he would be just visually an embarrassment. Do you know what I'm saying? He doesn't look yeah. the part of of a. Uh, you know, you want a lot of, you want a certain look for different, different things in life. If you, if you have a, a doctor who's working on you, you want him to look like a doctor, right? I mean, if you were going to have surgery and some guy came in and he was wearing a Rudy Kazuti shirt and a beanie hat, you don't want him cutting your chest open, right? You want him to be not just intelligent, you know, scholastically and a learned uh, physician, but you want him to kind of look the part too. When you have a Senator from a state, you don't want him to get onto Washington looking like, uh, he's there to fix the plumbing. Do you know what I mean? This is certain you want him to represent you. Well, this guy Fetterman, he won't, he won't represent us very well in Pennsylvania, but well, he is a Democrat. So goodness knows he may have success. Well, no one's going to sit there, you know, because I thought about it. I said, you know, all you got to do is sit there and do streaming ads showing what he's done in 17 years to Braddock, which is absolutely nothing. It still looks like bombed out Beirut, yeah. and the people are still downtrodden there. But he's been the mayor. That's his, that's his success story, and that should be shown. It should be shown where he grew up, where he lived. He came from money, so for him to attack money, that is just, you know, preposterous he is a heart patient he's lucky to be here and you know i'm glad he is you know because i don't wish ill will on anyone mm -hmm. and he's attacking a heart doctor i mean the, the irony in that is just kind of crazy to now, me now herschel walker should be a shoe-in in georgia and i think by the way i think he is i mean really if you don't go by the phony polls right but if you go by the phony polls he's losing to warnock and Warnock, by the way, they're talking about how surprised the the amount of money that Warnock has raised. Most, Where did this most, come from? Mostly, they say, from internet donations. Where is it the easiest to hide your donations? It's behind the mask of the internet. I oh, mean, yeah. if, I mean, so if you're if you're George Soros, let's say, and you want to influence the Georgia elections, and all of a sudden you. Warnock sees these huge contributions coming in from this unnamed source. That shouldn't be a surprise. It's coming from guys like Soros. So he has more money than uh, Herschel Walker in Georgia. And they're saying he's now ahead in the polls by like 10 points. And I don't believe it, friends. I don't think he won the last election legally in Georgia. They had a lot of questions about that election. I think I think when they turned the election in Georgia for Biden, they turned it for every other Democrat, you know, down ballot. Mm -hmm. So I think it's they're teeing it up again. We're getting ready for another fix. The fix is going to be in. They're going to try, and he, let's let's see what they'll what'll happen to him if they don't take this election. If well, they yeah. if they don't take this election, the Democrats, they're going to be hauled before Congress. There'll be investigations. People who have done corrupt things, and we all know they've been done, they're going to go to jail, some of them. Which is exactly why very few, if any, Republicans win this fall. Because that's, they know that's the exactly, party's over. That's exactly what I'm saying. They so, have to steal it. 
Yeah, they don't have a choice. They got to steal it or they got to stop it. If they go, no one's going to believe the steal. Right. Then the the so-called dirty bomb will go off. Yes. So martial law will go into effect and they will suspend the elections until uh, things are more normal again. Well, think about it now. Let's just say the polls are really overwhelmingly Republican. Well, one thing you could do is say, no, reverse those polls if there were really polls taken. Reverse them, make them all Democrat, and the fundraising's going well, and then turn around and uh, say, you know what? We know it's going to go the other way. Eh, those those darn Republicans, they got desperate. They they set off a dirty bomb, and that suspends everything because they had to do it, and then they can take their news that they control. They probably already have the stories written, the footage already in the tank, with uh, you know the the computer generated images, and um, yeah, forget the polls that we see. The politicians see the real polls, and I think that the the, the an indication that things aren't looking good for them is the fact that guys like Warnock do have so much money in their campaign coffers because mm-hmm. they're pouring money into his campaign, desperately hoping that. He, the money can turn things around for Warnock. That, I think that's an indication that uh, the real polls show the Republicans in the lead. I think the polls are showing us our polls to suppress the uh, the voters, to depress the voters too, so they will feel uh, discouraged about the way things are going and maybe not go to the polls. Absolutely. It's going to be a difficult three months, friends, and I do think that what Bill said is very true. If they see that it's not going in their direction, then then don't be surprised if something uh, major happens and they have to suspend uh, the elections in November. And they may not just suspend them for a month or two. They may suspend them all together and say, well, look, at, we'll just extend everybody until uh, the 2024 elections. And then it's over, friends. It is over at that point in time. They will push through every agenda they got. Right now, they are trying to, uh, everybody uh, remembers, uh, what was it, the uh, Reduction uh, Act, uh, what is it called, the Inflation Reduction Act? Inflation Reduction Act. You got to love it. Which they passed, and they got all this money, and oh, yeah, now they're, you know, they're saying, oh, not all the FBI, I mean, not all the IRS is going to be armed. That's just fake news. No, it's not. It's on their damn website. It's not fake news. Quit lying to us. And you want to talk about frauds, about phony people. This guy Manchin in West Virginia, right, who was, he was going to hold things up for the Democrats. He wasn't sure if he was going to vote for the Inflation Reduction Act because it may hurt the people in his state. He was standing firm until Bill Gates got to him. And Bill Gates made all sorts of backroom deals, I'm sure, and promises. Because, you know, a guy who's the second richest man in the world, he's on the phone talking to you in private. You know, they're just not talking about how's the hunting in West Virginia. They're talking about a lot of things, and there's money changing hands, and guys like uh, Manchin are being made promises, I'm sure. Would you like to be maybe... uh, Vice president someday, uh, huh, Mr. Manchin? Huh? So he comes out and he says, well, I'm going to, I've reviewed the, the law and they made some changes and I'm going to vote for the Inflation Reduction Act. And, and all the Democrats applaud him. And then last week when Joe is signing it, 
who's standing to the right of of Joe? It's Manchin. Senator Manchin is standing yeah. right next to him. And who does Joe hand the signature pen to? He <laughs> hands it to Manchin. Yeah. Friends, that was it's a, a dirty business politics, and, and, and they're, they're showing their dirty laundry every day in Washington nowadays. They really right are. Now, there's a propaganda campaign about how great this thing is. And the Democrats are putting money into it to sell the public because they know that everyone's going, wait a minute, this is not what we needed. This is not what we wanted, but they rammed it through. We didn't get a say in it. No, we didn't. Oh, you voted for these people? Did you really vote for them? And even if you did, did they ask you, hey, is this is what you want, right? No, they didn't. They're doing what they want because what they did is they created a cesspool of money that they can sit there and do with whatever they please. And who is going to keep filling up that pool of money? Why, it's you. What's interesting is that if it were a real fair election in 2020, then they wouldn't give a damn about uh, Donald Trump because they they beat him, right? Yep. They're telling you it was fair and we won. Ha ha, we had 85 million votes and... I was down in my basement for God knows how long. I don't think I ever went on the road, and I still beat him by 85 million. No, yeah. No. Nobody. We've never had that big of an election in history. Yeah, right. And I'm sorry, but Joe numbers outdid Obama's numbers, and I'm not an Obama fan, but I'm going like, well, now, wait a minute now. Yeah. That one smells like a turd, and that's what it is. Well, if it was fair. Why are they going after Trump now so so viciously? Why are they so determined to crush Trump now no matter what? Two reasons. Number one, they're afraid of him because he wields a lot of power and uh, he, he is in tune to the mindset of a lot of people, and they're afraid of that. Number two is strictly a vendetta because... He upset their apple cart. They had their little choo-choo train going along with all their apples in it, and he kicked it off the track back in 2016 yeah. and stepped into the office in 2017. And Hillary, you don't think Hillary's upset? Oh, I think she's working behind the scenes right now trying to get uh, Trump arrested if she could. You know, there was somebody came out, I forget who the person is, but they said, you know, because she, she was making a joke. Yeah, but her emails, just saying. Yeah. Well, this one particular person said, you know, if her emails and all the stuff on it were declassified, which actually Trump did ask for, but powers that be around that were in place said, no, you can't do that. You see, if the emails did come out and they were declassified, you would have an entirely different opinion of Hillary. And she knows it. Uh, Trump knows it. Uh, the, all the Democrats know it, but since they control it, all, they hold all the cards. And it you're was, not going to see those emails. No. Well, she took a hammer to them. Yeah. She took she took a hammer to the hard drive. Remember? I mean, yeah. It was it was something we all do. I mean, whenever you want to get rid of uh, something on your computer, you can either delete it with a delete button, or you can take a sledgehammer to it and beat the crap out of it, which is what she did. She also did well, something called beach. Uh, bleach bidding where yeah. it de it completely destroys the information altogether. You know, when you delete something on the hard drive 
There's a trail. One. It leaves a trail. And they can recover it. But when you bleach bit it, it destroys it at its source, and you can't put it back together again. Mm -hmm. So Hillary is, um, it's interesting. Steve, <laughs> Steve Bannon on his show, he does a program called War Room. Uh, right. the, the media is outraged after learning that Steve Bannon called Hillary a bitch. Oh, no. I know, he did. Really? And then somehow this audio was leaked. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for your feminism, for your activism. And all I can hope is you keep up the really important good work. Can you say the name of the activist bitches supporting bitches? <laughs> and let me just say, this is directed to the activist bitches supporting bitches. <laughs> so let's go. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, you know, women know. They just know. Even if they didn't know. <laughs> they would know. Men might not get this, but women will because they know. And they are. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to say the word. <laughs> yes. I think Hillary is uh, a fraud, and I don't think she's a terribly nice person. I don't think she's very nice when you really get to know her either. No, she's yeah. not. And she, But she's got a terrific arm. She threw that ashtray at Bill, and I think she nailed him right in the... Right above the eye, I think. It was, Are you going to tell the story about this? I remember this because I programmed the station. Where we did. Well, the story is um, Hillary may swing the bat, you know, from another direction. Up. And, and yep, there was a uh, particular Hollywood elite lady that was sharing a room with Hillary, and uh, Bill decided that he wanted to walk in and watch. And when he opened the door, hence the ashtray flew. Oh, and, uh, is that, that was the, story the is? that was the story. I was I thought it was I thought the story was that she was responding to the whole um, Lewinsky thing, and I well now see that was the other story. They're both out there. You pick. Was it the Lewinsky story or was it the other? Because there was a prominent person that was there that does swing the bat the other way. Kind of makes you not want to sleep in the Lincoln bedroom, doesn't it? Um, I don't even want to go in the White House. You know, there was a famous meme that everyone, oh, that Trump's out of there. Here comes the Clorox plane to fumigate it. It needed to be fumigated a long yeah. time ago. After spending so much of his uh, summer vacation at, uh, is it Kiowa? I guess it is Kiowa Island, yeah. South Carolina. On the beach. Yep. President Biden, of course, he headed back. He signed the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. That took all of five hours. And he was winded. I mean, he was exhausted, so he headed back to his multimillion-dollar beach house in his home state of Delaware, where he's uh, building a taxpayer-funded security fence around his property at uh, a cost of $500,000. Now, let me see if I got this right. He won't build a darn wall down in Texas where we really need one. And by the way, we have to all protect the country and we have all the parts for it. It's already the, the stuff is already there. You just have to install the fence, right? But mm -hmm. he will take half a million dollars of taxpayers money and put a fence around his property. But that, it's that a must, pretty fence. It must be a darn good fence. So half a million bucks. We're not talking about like a chain link fence, you know, the only people that I know that used to build fences around their compounds uh -huh. uh, were mobsters. Well, if the, if the shoe fits, you know, I'm just saying. What has he fits. done? 
Yeah. Does it have radar, and does he have, you know, his own personal missile launchers, too, in case planes get in? I haven't got a clue, but I, uh, I I wouldn't go down and touch the fence, I'll tell you that much. No, I, I, I wouldn't I, either. No. We're just about done. Can you believe that? I mean, this show has gone quickly. This has been a, a busy show. We've had a lot a lot of things to talk about. i got to remind you, if you want to leave a message to uh, for us or maybe a suggestion for the show or maybe a comment about something we talked about, we have a phone number you can call, and it's an answering machine, and you can leave the message on the answering machine. Uh, the number is 833-583-6060. I'll say it slowly again. I know you were scrambling for a pencil or a pen. I'll give you a second to get it. Okay, here we, here we go. 833-583-6060. And, of course, uh, you can always mail us to mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. One more time. I like how you Mail at itsanotherday.com. Okay, so it's the weekend coming up. Anything planned for uh, for Mr. Knight? Are you doing anything, uh, anything special? Are you going to travel anywhere, do anything, or are you going to just spend it uh, in that great place called Porchview? Porchview, which <laughs> yeah. they're still, you know, because of the heat, they didn't do anything. It's just been sitting in limbo. They haven't finished oh, anything. Oh, there. Your, your porch they're working on, right? They're working on your porch. Yeah, they've been doing that, but it's been sitting in limbo now for a week and a half. And I'm like, oh, nah, come on. But, you know, I don't so know. So where's got, all your furniture? You have all that porch? porch furniture, I mean, chairs and tables and stuff. Where's all that stuff? You don't want to know. It's just stacked somewhere it's, that's in the way, so, you know. Is it in your just, house? Do you bring it in the house? There is a there is a room that's uh, by the porch that is used as a, well, it's used a as a video room, and it's a video room studio, so you can do uh -huh. both. Yeah. Right now, it's a catch-all. Good. <laughs> you got to love it. Who does your interior design? We Fred Samford. I have nothing scheduled on my my calendar for the weekend. I'm, I'm open. They, uh, by the way, I should point this out. They were having a 100th anniversary this weekend for a radio station that I worked in up in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was invited to it, but it's, it's a nine hour drive and it's a nine long hour drive. And I, 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 I it's just too much, right? I'd love to have gone. So if any of my friends are listening to this thing, Right from uh, WDRC in Hartford, I worked there a oh, long. It was a big station. Yeah, I worked there a long time ago too. I mean, if I told you how many years ago, you'd know how old I really am. And I mean, when you see me, you, you I, I fool everybody because they say, "Oh, he must be a young guy." No, <laughs> but anyway, uh, my hats off to all my friends at WDRC in their fiftieth anniversary. I just thought I'd throw it out there. So, so you were three years old when you went to work. Yeah, I was a very wow. young announcer. I really was. I I used to. They the problem I had wasn't so much my talking. It was the spitting up into the microphone when you know I would I would burp. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I get it. I get it. <laughs> hey, listen. Have a great weekend, my friend. We'll do it again on Monday. What? You have a good weekend sitting on the porch because you got one right now. Mine's still being worked you, you on. So over, you can sit on my porch if you'd like. You can come over and sit on my porch. You're yeah. Well, you know, you know does, is there going to be some sun tea out there? You know? it, I don't know. I really know. But you can bring the, uh, the 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 beverage if you'd like to. You know, bottle of Jack. 
Oh, some Crown Royal. Just one? <laughs> well, I'll a- tell you what, I'll bring the booze. You got the mixers. We'll be good. <laughs> Sounds good. Have a great weekend, buddy. See ya.